0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, July 3rd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. EVO 2020 has been canceled, and Imran Khan joins the show to explain exactly what happened. Sony is considering a sale that could put Warframe in its pocket. And Horizon Zero Dawn from Guerrilla Games has a release date on PC. It's coming out in August. EVO 2020 has been cancelled due to various sexual abuse allegations. EVO is the biggest annual fighting game tournament in the world, and even with the COVID-19 issues plaguing everyone on the planet, the tournament was soldiering on with plans to make it fully online. Earlier this week, however, that all fell apart, and in order to learn more about it, I called on Imran Khan to explain everything. Imran, thank you so much for... Coming to the Gaming Ride Home Show again. Thank you for having me. Evo was canceled, and I I just want you to give me the full story. What happened? Why was it canceled? It's everything. Start from the beginning. <laughs> so Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament in
1: America. Kind of the biggest tournament in the world. There's like some discussion about that at this point. But Evo is basically where fighting games have been aspiring to for the last. 20, 30 years, honestly, because it started in the 90s. Uh, This year, obviously, because of COVID, they can't have their usual Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, big gathering of fighting game players. So, this year, they ended up canceling it on May 1st, and they replaced it with EVO Online. EVO Online was a different thing where they mainly got games together with, like, good netcode, with, like, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and uh, Them, them Fighting herds was an indie game that was originally based on My Little Pony. But... Basically it was a it was a testament to Evo's brand and that thing could stay around despite not being the big mass gathering tournament that they expect. Over the last couple of weeks there's been a bigger industry-wide movement to out sexual predators in gaming and the gaming industry and some companies have been hit harder than that are with that like Ubisoft for example. But for the most part it's It's not been a huge thing within the FGC, because the FGC's always kind of had a reputation of, like, being a bit more open with their sexual harassment. And it's always, like, it's never been to a level of a mass, critical mass. Joey Quaylor, this past week, yesterday, or day before yesterday, in fact, was outed by another player named... Uh, he's just known as Mikey. He goes online and his FGZ tag is, uh, crack prawn. But Joey Queller, who is the head of Evo, the pr- current president of Evo, who founded it with, uh, Tom and Tony Cannon, was outed for experiences when he was close to 20 when they were at Southern Golfland, which is an amusement park in LA, that Mikey accused him of basically Paying money to young kids to take off their shirts and jump into pools. Mikey related an experience where he said Queller uh paid him twenty dollars to see his genitals inside a restroom and bought him pornography. So it's it's a it's a larger thing that when you look at it from the perspective of not a child who just thinks they're having fun, it's real creepy. But like once these accusations came out Um, Other people started also coming out of the woodwork saying, like, people were finding old strangers. People were talking about Queller doing these things, but not naming names. And now that it's out, the floodgates have broken out. Evo immediately went, no, we're going to put him on administrative leave and check this out. So I mentioned Tom and Tony Cannon before. They're more famous, like, they are obviously co-founders of Evo, but they are more famous right now for being developers of Project L at Riot Games. So they had to step in for this and go, okay, we're looking at this right now and we're investigating and seeing what happens. It did not take very long before Netherrealm was, I believe, the first one to like, say we're canceling our involvement with Evo. In- involvement in that sense means we don't want our game there, we're not going to put any money towards prize pools,
0: we're not doing any advertising, which is a fairly big deal. Arguably, Mortal Kombat was like the lead game for that tournament, right? For the online tournament, yes. Mortal Kombat
1: usually has a hard time with, like, the in-person tournament because the fighting game community doesn't really take to that game too well. But as an online netcode game, like, for example, Smash Brothers was canceled for EVO Online because the netcode isn't that good. So this is Mortal Kombat's time to shine. The actual, like, really, like, not arguably, was Street Fighter, as it is every year. This year... Are or not immediately after, but a little bit after another realm cancelled, Capcom cancelled. And once Capcom cancels and gets away from Evo, then that's, that's the ball game. That's everything goes away. Soon after, uh, the main six developers of them fighting herds, who this was their big chance to become a kind of a household name in the fighting game community, they cancelled. Uh, Banai Namco cancelled. And right after that, Evo, or the canons came out with a message from, as Evo, saying, Hey, we're, we're cutting off for Joey Queller. He is, not president of EVO anymore, in the future he will have zero involvement with the organization. It's not, he's going to not be on, he's going to be on the board or he'll still be in the FTC, or he'll still cut the tournaments. They're cutting it off completely. Uh, shortly after that, they also then announced we can't under these circumstances and this change in organization also do EVO online in a couple of weeks in August. Or more, a month and a half in August. I know that screws over a lot of people, but it seems like, honestly, the best call right now of you're either going to have to go through with work that Joey Queller has done or you're going to have to try and start from scratch and cobble together an event that takes at least a year to actually set up and try and get it together in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just they basically got rid of the boss in the most public way possible, right? I mean, it's it's you can't just like recover from that in a matter of weeks, really. Yeah, it's...
1: And it's one of those things of a lot of people were saying this is probably high time for the fighting game community to start reckoning with a lot of these things because it's been an issue for a number of years. It was, uh, I don't know if you recall, but about eight years ago, there was a Street Fighter Cross Capcom or Street Fighter Cross Tekken, uh, show online and it ended up ending as a result of some sexual harassment claims. And there was a big divide in the fighting game community about like whether sexual harassment was a just a part of the culture or not. And Stuff like this doesn't help that argument,
0: no, I mean it like I like you said earlier, I mean, like it feels like the right call to elevate it, and as disappointing as it is for Evo to be canceled, like it's a big flag for like we need to address this it's it, it, we're gonna cancel this event because we need to look at ourselves internally, and I think I mean hope the hope is that that they come out better on the other side,
1: you right know? I mean it seems like this is one of those things where. I hesitate to say COVID kind of saved them, but it if this were an actual in-person thing still at Mandalay Bay, then they wouldn't be able to cancel it that quickly. With an online tournament, things can be shuttered a lot more easily. The bigger question now is what happens next year? Like, they said they're, they don't have Queller involved, but what, is there a condition of people that are still trying to, like, boost Queller or defend him in any way? Because the... The logical answer is they've been protecting him for a long time, and now that this is out in public, they can't protect him anymore.
0: What do you think? Do you think it'll be back next year? I mean, God, it, making predictions about anything in the future right now is just impossible. Yeah. like it, it, With anything. Like, even, like, next week, if I'm going to be able to go grocery shopping, but, like— what what do you think? I mean, do you think Evo will be back in full force next year? Like maybe they'll it'll be like you know we've recovered, we've addressed things. Evo is back. Like, is that do you think that'll happen in twenty twenty one? If COVID is
1: a non issue, then probably. Like I mentioned, the Cannon Brothers earlier. The Cannon Brothers, like I said, are working at Riot on Project L, their fighting game. They also own Evo, so there's been a long-standing long-standing suspicion among. Fighting game enthusiasts and even fighting game developers that they were going to use Evo as part of a marketing push for this game in a way that, like, maybe puts it over Street Fighter in some way. Riot has shown a very good sense for how to get into the esport industry, especially with, uh, obviously with League of Legends, but Valorant is a very good example of how well they were able to just push in. And Evo is a good way for a fighting game to do that. I suspect that if the Cannon Brothers are taking a hands-on approach with Evo next year, and it sounds like they are, with especially with removing Queller and just leaving it empty, they're going to actually like repli- or replace them with themselves, with their own agendas. And I do suspect that Project L is going to be a big part of that. So I think if they can have Evo, they're going to have Evo.
0: Thanks so much, Imran. I appreciate you clearing all that up for me. I, I, I don't follow the, the, the FGC super closely, so I, I appreciate you coming on as an expert. You're welcome. Imran Khan is a freelance writer that you can find at Kind of Funny Games along with many other outlets. You can and also should follow him on Twitter. His handle is at ImranOMG. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Sony may be considering a purchase of the company that owns Warframe. Liu, L-E-Y-O-U, is a Hong Kong gaming company that used to be a chicken meat supplier. I don't know what encouraged the company to shift its focus to video games, but it is a gamble that has so far paid off. The company focuses primarily on free-to-play games, but its most notable and profitable property is Warframe as it owns the Canadian video game developer Digital Extremes. It owns a few other developers, has stakes in other companies, and also has some weird projects in the works, like a licensed version of Civilization that will be played online, and a Lord of the Rings game. It's one of those gaming companies that you might not know the name of, but it has its fingers in a lot of different pies. BNN Bloomberg.ca posted a story recently that says Sony is interested in putting a bid on the company. The story reads, Sony Corp. is weighing a bid for Liu Technologies Holdings Limited, people familiar with the matter said, paving the way for an intensified bidding war for the Hong Kong-listed gaming firm. The Japanese tech giant is working with a financial advisor on the potential offer for Liu, said the people asking not to be identified because the matter is private. In May, the Chinese gaming firm confirmed it had received a non-binding takeover offer from Shenzhen-listed rival Zhejiang Century Watong Group Company after months of buyout talks with other bidders including iDream Sky Technology Holdings Limited. The full story is linked in the show notes. Warframe is a big game with a dedicated player base, And it was also quietly very important to the launch of the PlayStation 4 as it was a visually impressive free-to-play shooter that was there on day one. In theory, if Sony were to buy the company, which is very much just in consideration for the moment, it could make Warframe a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. It's a big enough game, though, that Sony might just want to make sure it's available on every possible platform. Kind of like, you know, like a Minecraft situation with Microsoft. This might not go anywhere, and Sony might abandon its considerations, but it could also mark an interesting change. It's something I will definitely be keeping an eye on. Here's what released today. Iron Man VR is out today on PlayStation 4 for PlayStation VR. It's reviewing pretty well so far. It's at a 75 on Metacritic, which is a respectable score. I don't have a PlayStation VR headset, but looking at this game and the idea that I could replay Astrobot Rescue Mission made me at least pull up Amazon to remind me how much a PlayStation VR costs. I didn't pull the trigger, but I did think about it. I'm curious if the game fits into the video game Avengers lore. We've got Insomniac's Marvel's Spider-Man, and we've got Marvel's Avengers coming up. And then there is this. Do these games all take place in the same Avengers universe? Is this Tony Stark the Tony Stark we will be playing as later this year in the Crystal Dynamics game? I don't think it is, but it would be pretty cool if it were. Supraland, which is spelled S-U-P-R-A-L-A-N-D, is a great first-person Metroid Prime-y kind of puzzle-adventure shooter, and it got some DLC today. I'm not totally clear on what has been added, but the DLC is called Crash, And it seems pretty significant. It apparently adds about 10 to 15 more hours of puzzles and exploration, which is a lot. I feel like Superland hasn't quite gotten its due yet. It's selling well. Its developer announced that it has sold 250,000 copies, which is impressive. But I do feel like if it manages to make its way to consoles at some point, a lot of new people will find it and really enjoy it. Here's hoping that that happens at some point. Gorilla, the developer behind Horizon Zero Dawn, released a trailer today detailing the PC version of Horizon Zero Dawn, which will be releasing on August 7th. The PC version of the game, subtitled Complete Edition, doesn't have any radical new features, but it was nice to see what will separate the PC version from the PlayStation 4 version. The trailer is also a nice reminder that Horizon Zero Dawn is a great looking game. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will feature ultra-wide monitor support, unlocked frame rates, dynamic foliage, lots of graphical customization options, improved reflections, controller options, and it will have a built-in benchmarking tool. So, nothing PC players haven't seen before, but it's still exciting. It will be releasing on both Steam and the Epic Games Store on August 7th. That's it for gaming news today. I talked about editor-in-chief of Game Informer Andy McNamara leaving the magazine a few days ago, which is wild, and it turns out a few more of my former co-workers have announced departures. Matt Cotto has been at Game Informer forever and primarily covers sports games, but he announced this week he's off to pursue new adventures, and Leo Vader, who is potentially the funniest person I know, who has been on this podcast similarly, is heading off to try out some new things. You will be able to catch Leo over at MinMax contributing stuff over there, but he also kicked off his personal YouTube channel with a very funny, introspective video about his childhood. I highly recommend tracking that down, watching it and subscribing to his channel. I just wanted to mention those departures because I'm proud of those guys and I'm excited about their futures. And I am also excited about the future of Game Informer. Things are changing there undeniably, but I am curious to see where it goes next. Game Informer and the people I worked with there for eight years will always be a big part of my life, so I will always follow it and them with genuine interest. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me some tweets or DMs to either at Hilliard or at GamingRideHome, or you can send an email to kyleatridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now. And you can find me on The MinMac Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games on Monday, and I hope you have a safe, socially distant July 4th.